Hello and welcome to Inside Your County Government, a podcast that brings you an inside look at the people and events in and around county government that shape our Charles County. I'm your host, Brent Huber. In this episode, we're taking a look at nuisance and urban flooding, what it is and why you should know, and what the plan is for the future. Welcome back. Joining me right now is Michelle Lilly, Director of Emergency Services for Charles County. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing great. All right, so let's start off right from the top. What is nuisance flooding? So nuisance flooding is actually defined as part of the Maryland Annotated Code, which describes nuisance flooding as high tide flooding that causes public inconvenience. It's also related to coastal flooding and sea level rise, including the rising water levels in the Chesapeake Bay and its tributaries. Uh, In Charles County, we see nuisance flooding closer to the Potomac and Patuxent Rivers, which are both tidal rivers that surround the county. Um, The easiest impact to see from nuisance flooding in our area is where we have locations that were previously dry but now flood during high tides or rapid rainfall events because the water elevation is high enough to lap over the banks of the waterways. And this is increasingly more noticeable in areas that are outside of the mapped floodplains in the county. So nuisance flooding kind of happens where you don't really think you're in a flood zone. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's no there's no real delineation of, hey, this is a flood zone. This is an area that, that, that could flood. That doesn't happen with nuisance flooding. Right. So typically FEMA comes in every couple of years and they do a big study where they define what your boundaries are for flood zones. And nuisance flooding goes beyond those boundaries. And so we've never traditionally had a plan to address it because it really hasn't been occurring. And it's becoming more and more prevalent uh, with climate change and sea level rise. Right. And and heavy rainfall events, creeks overflow. And I mean, we just had that kind of happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, there is a difference, though, between nuisance flooding, which we would experience, you know, like you described, and what happens in Waldorf during a heavy rain. That's, that's what's that considered? Urban flooding? That's called urban flooding. Uh, so urban flooding is due to a variety of issues that uh, develop in urban areas, hence the name. And these, these issues include impervious surfaces, such as buildings, roadways, parking lots, and other structures that bo- block the natural reabsorption of rainwater into the ground. Um, we also have undersized and aged stormwater management systems that also play a part in urban flooding since a high number of them have not been updated or improved along with urban development. And that's outpaced the capacity to be able to handle the amount of rainfall that we've been receiving, including the changing weather, weather patterns that we've been experiencing over the past few years. Now, a, a good example of urban, urban flooding, and we kind of talked about this, was a couple of years ago, there was, we had a massive rainstorm, and would you say there was almost three feet of water behind the, the old sports authority? Yes, over next to Burlington Coat Factory. Um, in 2019, we had a couple of back-to-back rainfall events in July, and the water was just um, inundating the ground. And so we had all of these massive rainfall events that were in Waldorf and La Plata area, and the water just had nowhere to go. So it just piled up right behind that shopping center, which has a whole lot of impervious surface there because it had nowhere to go, and the stormwater management system was completely inundated with all of that rain flow. So what we're looking at, we're looking at nuisance flooding and we're looking at urban flooding. And these can, I mean, just what you described, they can really be problematic for us just moving around and and doing things. 
Absolutely. It has a significant impact on day-to-day life. And when you can't move freely about the county due to closed roads or facilities that have flooded, um, it also has a financial impact to businesses, residents, state and county governments. Because, you know, it's very expensive to maintain roads, especially when they frequently flood. Um, So it causes huge increases to your budget to be able to maintain those roads that don't normally flood, and now they do. It also can have a personal financial impact on your home because we're talking about floods that occur in areas that aren't required to have flood insurance. So if that home floods, um, you know, that could have a huge major financial impact on that homeowner if there's no uh, flood insurance to help them cover the losses from that. Right, right, right. Right. So... What's the biggest source of the flooding, nuisance flooding and urban flooding? I mean, obviously we think rainfall, but there's, there's a few other things that contribute to that, aren't there? Um, well, we have both issues in the county, the tidal and the rainfall issues. I don't know if you've noticed, but we seem to be having significantly changed weather patterns that are wetter and wilder. And just this week, we had a rainfall event that occurred and dumped between eight and nine inches of rain in the Hughesville area in a single night. Uh, That caused major flooding to areas that had not seen flooding in over 20 years. And that is the very definition of nuisance flooding, where rainfall or tidal increases have overtopped the normal flood barriers to flood areas that normally do not flood. And I think everybody kind of kind of sees, you know, when, when you talk about flooding, especially in the state of Maryland, and, and this, is, this is a concern because this guidance is kind of being passed down from the state, right? Right. Right. And I think everybody has a has an image of Ellicott City. That was kind of that was urban flooding, though, wasn't it? Yes, that's more urban flooding based upon development and stormwater management that just hasn't been able to keep up. And in that area, I'm not sure that they're actually able to build stormwater management to be able to cover all of that. And I think their game plan is to back down some of the development that they had so that they can have more open space for that groundwater to be able to absorb into the ground. Yeah, because that's what happens. The water just doesn't have any place to go. Absolutely. And so now here in Charles County, we are working on a plan. You want to talk about the plan and, and why that's important and why we need it? So for Charles County, Emergency Services is leading the way to develop a nuisance and urban flooding plan. And this will help make Charles County safer and more resistant to flood damages. We were able to secure a grant through funding from the Maryland Department of Natural Resources and the Chesapeake Bay Improvement Grant to help write a plan that will address these flooding issues in the county. And what we've done right now so far has been Uh, bringing together a diverse group that can address different flooding issues around the county, particularly on roadways. And we've identified all of these different roads, and then we've tried to mitigate each one of them specifically based upon the concerns and the risks at each location. Because things are kind of really different between, I mean, obviously, you've got the urban and 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 the nuisance, but Things will flood differently in Waldorf than what they will in Nansmore over on the west side, which is much closer to the water. And Absolutely. we've got more road concerns over there for inundation and flooding, whereas we've got, we've got road concerns in Waldorf, but we, we need to manage how that water gets moved away. Mm-hmm. So that's all part of what this plan is looking at, right? Absolutely. So that, what you've described, is more of a difference between urban flooding and nuisance flooding. So if you go down next to Cobb Island, you'll see roadways that are very close to the waterways that surround our county. And so it may not be feasible for us to always lift that roadway up because that's price 
uh, you know, it's very expensive to lift those roads up. So sometimes it's better for us to put signs in that have flashing lights whenever the water rises so that people know not to drive across those roads. And then in the the urban areas, such as Waldorf, um, instead of raising roadways, which isn't going to alleviate the problem, we have to look at more stormwater management issues and how we can manage all of that volume of water coming down from rain. And, and I think this is a really good time to point out, turn around, don't drown. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> turn around, don't drown. Don't drive out there, especially when you don't know what's underneath that water. And six inches of water can actually float a car and remove it from the roadway. And I have seen that happen. And I think one of the most dangerous things, especially at night, is the undercut of the roadway and the water being level where you just, you could just drive right into a 10 foot hole and not even know it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's why we tell you turn around, don't drown. Yes. <laughs> so within the, within the scope of this plan, there's an opportunity for the, the public to participate. You want to talk about that? Yes. We absolutely want the public to contribute to this plan. Um, it's an integral part of this plan is to get residents involved in it. Um, all of the different things that we've had with COVID have kind of uh, put that on hold and pushed us back in our timeline, but we really want to get the resident involvement in this. Um, so if you want to contribute to this plan, uh, you can go to the Charles County government website at www.charlescountymd.gov and under the services menu, select emergency preparedness. The first link front and center on the page will be to the nuisance and urban flooding plan. Also, you can send an email about flooding you have experienced to flooding at charlescountymd.gov, or you can just call me at 301-609-3429. Okay, so you're looking for areas around the county that have flooded or for people to to comment on or let you know about, hey, this area flooded and I haven't seen it flood like that for a couple of years or this area always floods. That's the kind of kind of feedback that you're looking for, right? Yes, we're looking for everybody to contribute to locations that they know flood and what type of flooding. So are you looking at a couple of inches over the road? Are you looking at a foot over the road? Um, are you experiencing this in your back backyard, um, just any type of flooding around the county, we're interested in knowing about it yes. so that we can catalog it and try to figure out a way to help mitigate the effects of that flooding moving forward. So it's not just necessarily flooding over a roadway. I mean, if they're getting significant flooding in their backyard or they're seeing it in their neighbor's field or something like that, they should, they should you know, let you know. Yes, absolutely. Because later on down the road, those um, flooding events that aren't occurring over roadways could have an impact to f physical locations like homes and uh, different facilities that we have. So we want to catalog that now so that in the future we can compensate for that and make sure that those uh, hazards are mitigated. Awesome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. And we're going to put that uh, link in the show notes. And we're asking the public to, to really help contribute, to help build the catalog, to help build the map to show us where our county floods. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. And that's all we have for this episode. To hear more of our podcast, visit us online at podcast.charlescountymd.gov or search for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.